0: All right, guys, you are locked on Falcons. I'm your host, Aaron Freeman. And today I am joined by none other than the athletics, Tori McElhaney. And she is going to join us to talk about her thoughts on this 2021 draft class, as well as how the Falcons may try to free up the cap space necessary to sign this draft class.
1: You are locked on Falcons, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: So guys, you know me, I'm Aaron Freeman, been covering the Falcons for many years, formerly at falcfans.com, RIP, still going strong, however, at falcfans on Twitter, and of course, the host of this preeminent World-renowned Locked On Falcons podcast, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast, right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. In today's episode, we have a guest in Tori McElhaney, frequent guest uh, over the last six months, because Tori always has interesting insights and entertaining thoughts on this Atlanta Falcons team that she covers every day for theAthletic.com. You're all-in-one subscription sports website. If you're not familiar with The Athletic, a great bargain uh, for you. If you are a sports fan and you want to get in-depth insight, not only on the Atlanta Falcons, but all 32 NFL teams, as well as a multitude of sports. And Tori's, of course, is going to be coming on here and sharing her thoughts on this Falcons draft class, the surprises, the unexpected twists and turns or the expected twists and turns, the best player available, all those types of things, as well as what she thinks this team is going to do uh, over the next couple of weeks and or months to free up salary cap space in order to sign this draft class, because that's a big question, given all the rumors surrounding Julio Jones, who are they going to be potentially reshuffling their contracts, all those very things. So we'll get Tori's thoughts on all of those things coming up on today's locked on Falcons podcast. But before we get to my conversation with Tori McElhaney of the athletic, I do want to let you guys know that you should be checking out the Peacock and Williamson show where NFL analyst, Brian Peacock and former NFL scout, Matt Williamson are hosting every day, Monday through Friday and giving you the skinny on all things, NFL all around the league, getting you insight onto every team, every game, every move around the NFL, obviously, obviously, these next couple of episodes you're going to get a lot of thoughts from matt and brian about who won the draft but there's so much else going on around the nfl and of course peacock and williamson is giving you that insight uh in all things around the league so check out the peacock and williamson podcast part of the lockdown podcast network uh, and subscribe to it on the odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts So with that being said, let's jump into my conversation with Tori McElhaney of The Athletic. So guys, you are locked on Falcons. Of course, I'm your host, Aaron Freeman. And today I am joined by none other than The Athletic's Tori McElhaney. And she is here to give us her thoughts on this Falcons 2021 draft hall and what's next for this team with this new group of young players coming into the building. Tori, welcome back to Locked On Falcons.
1: Thanks for having me on. I'm tired, but I'm here. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I know
0: that feeling very well. Uh, so let's start things off talking about the big pick, the the Kyle Pitts selection at number four overall. So much of this offseason has centered around what the Falcons were going to do at that pick. And I guess I'll ask you the question, were you surprised when they did ultimately choose Florida tight end Kyle Pitts?
1: I was not surprised. Um, I think if you would have asked me that a month out, my answer probably would have been different. But in the week leading up to the draft, I kept hearing that it was between Trey Lance and Kyle Pitts. And that if the Falcons were going to trade down, it was going to take a team giving up an arm and a leg. I think Terry Fano even said it himself that they were going to have to have their socks knocked off in order to trade down. And so... Uh, once we got really to the like the meat of the draft and we're getting there, it's the day of. I, I think I ended up telling a few people, I was like, I think it's going to be if Trey Lance drops to number four, I see the Falcons taking him. If he doesn't, I think they'll take Kyle Pitts. And I, in, in now looking back, that's pretty much exactly what happened.
0: Yeah, I've been lately opining that it seems like that was the plan from the jump that Trey Lance was, mm-hmm. I guess, was – no, it, maybe you could term it plan A was trading back, plan B was taking Trey Lance, plan C was was sort of Kyle Pitts. Um, I've kind of come to that conclusion based off of the various reports and also seemingly the trajectory of their offseason where they seem like it was all setting up for them to take a quarterback given how relatively quiet they were in March. Do you feel similarly?
1: Yeah, I do. I I mean when you got to the draft and it was like Matt Ryan's the only quarterback in Atlanta currently. Like that that's that was really when I was looking at it. I was like, "Okay, they've got to figure out how to fill this this position group because you can't just have Matt Ryan." Like I I as much as the as much as we all love Matt Ryan, everybody, well, I say everybody.
0: Ha, <laughs> it's ha, not have, everybody. Yeah, most most
1: most people, um, I, I was just like, they've got, I, I just kept saying, I was like, they have to pick up a quarterback in the draft and they have to pick up a quarterback in free agency. And that didn't end up happening because they didn't end up drafting a quarterback, which I, that I mean, that's kind of what I assumed. I thought that they were going to go into the draft and they were going to get a quarterback and they were going to get a running back. And they got neither. And I think that just goes to show how much weight they put on the secondary how much weight they put on on the, the lines of scrimmage because that's really where you saw the meat of these guys coming from out of this draft class.
0: Now, I, I want to ask you one question more on Kyle Pitts. What are your expectations for this first year? Rookie tight ends are notorious for not necessarily hitting the ground running Right away in the NFL, do you think the Falcons kind of slow play it and sort of pick and choose their spots to try to maximize Kyle Pitts as sort of more of a role player? You know, one example being trying to make uh, ample use of him in the red zone, or do you think they kind of throw him into the deep end and say, look, uh, even if rookie tight ends tend to struggle in that transition to the NFL, we want to get as much of Kyle Pitts as as possible and, and try to maximize his impact as a rookie.
1: Yeah, I think you do option number 2. I'm all about like th- you know, trial by fire. Like I know you you take your growing pains and you you have your missteps and all that kind of stuff, but I do think that Kyle Pitts is going to be a very special player. I think he's evolutionary in in this position and I think it would just be really exciting to see what Arthur Smith can cook up for this guy in a full role and I think it's real I know you know the news came out today that the Falcons are not extending um, Hayden Hurst's fifth, uh, fifth year option to him and so but they still have him for 2021 and so I think that you could see a lot of packages with Cal Pitt and with Hayden Hurst running out there because we know how even Arthur Smith said it himself. He said, I'm biased towards running backs. You know, people can say that. I I, I am. And I, I think it'll be really interesting to see what he does with both of those guys. And I think because Hayden Hurst is, is still on the roster, I think it doesn't put as much pressure on Kyle Pitts. And it does kind of allow them to ha- put packages together and do different stuff like that instead of making him just like the the trial by fire that I think a lot of people would maybe expect from a number four pick. It's not as... Pertinent maybe this year than it would be next year.
0: Okay. So we're going to get into Tori's thoughts on the Falcons day two selections as we continue today's Locked on Falcons podcast. But before we get there, guys, I want to let you know that bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action with bet online. This weekend had a ton of sports action on the go with the NFL draft and the first leg of the triple crown, the Kentucky Derby. And don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game. Head over to bet online i on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news sign-up bonuses and contest information. BetOnline gives you the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Just head over to the website at BetOnline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and use the promo code Locked On to receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. That means if you deposit 100 bucks, you get $50 to play with. If 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 you deposit five hundred bucks, you'll get two hundred and fifty dollars of free money to play with with that promo code locked on. Betonline, your online sportsbook experts. So today's episode of Lockdown Falcons is brought to you by Tintin, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. Tintin is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. And they're available now only through mother's day at blue Nile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and it's fairly priced. So you can give her something special and truly meaningful. I checked these out myself and I like the designs that are both classic and traditional, but there's also some modern elegant rings as well. And if you're on the hunt for the perfect unique ring that she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. Don't wait they won't be around for long. So find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at blue So I'm here with Tori McElhaney of the athletic, and we've talked already about the Falcons big selection at number four overall in round one. And I want to get her thoughts on the two day, two selections. It's starting things off with Richie Grant. I know you mentioned this on the call you had with him after he got selected. But he's sort of expected to kind of be the centerpiece of this secondary, at least at the safety position. And we've seen successful safeties like Kevin Bayard and Eric Weddle and Ed Reed all have success in a Dean Pease-led defense. And maybe it's not necessarily fair to compare Richie Grant already to three all-pro safeties. <laughs> but do you feel like it's fair to say that he could similarly blossom within this scheme?
1: I absolutely think so. I thought the Richie Grant pick was a really, really great pick, not just to to help out the secondary, but also the way that Terry Fontenot went about grabbing him and under and moving down to to the fortieth pick and um and still uh, still having him on the table. And I, when I was looking at it, I, I thought that I know some people would argue this, but I thought Richie Grant was one of the best safeties in, if not the best. Uh, in this draft class and so I think he's somebody who's going to come in and he's going to have a role to play uh, probably a starting role to play very early and I I think he is going to be a really exciting guy to watch in his rookie year uh, I think he's going to mean a lot I even I mean I've said this a couple times but I do see him being the face in the future of this position group because when you look at this position group they're in a complete rebuild mo- mode that's not really like any other position group you have on the Falcons roster right now and so when you have him and Jalen Hawkins and then you have Eric Harris and Duran Harmon Eric Harris and Duran Harmon are not going to be here next year Jalen Hawkins and, and Richie Grant will be I I think that they are kind of using these two guys as a centerpiece of what they want to do with the position group moving forward and I think that's really exciting and it will be really fun I think to watch Richie Grant potentially blossom into a really special player for the Falcons.
0: Now I'm curious what your thoughts were on the third round selection in Michigan offensive lineman Jalen Mayfield, because I'll be honest, this move kind of had me scratching my head. I felt like there were maybe some better options for the Falcons to address their offensive line. Sort of what are your expectations for what he's going to provide, not only in the present, but also in the future?
1: Yeah, I I felt the same as you when it was Jalen Mayfield who came off the board in that third round and, uh, I was just very interested because here's a guy who, who's very raw, doesn't have a whole lot of tape. Uh, and even though he, he's a good player, he has the size, he has the physicality that what you're looking for. And, you know, he, he said that even Arthur Smith was like, you play the game like how I wanted an offensive lineman to play the game. I, I, I was with you. I, I thought that there were other, options still on the board that kind of made more sense. I was a bit, I know in a lot of my uh, mock drafts that I did leading up to it, I liked Ben Cleveland a lot. You need a guard. You need a left guard and, and getting someone who has played guard for majority of his college career. I thought that meant something to me. And then they picked Jalen Mayfield, who's a tackle and you, you really think that there's going to be a very poignant developmental plan. I mean, Terry Fondo and Arthur Smith discuss that developmental plan I I do think that he'll be able to compete for that that starting left guard spot but I think it's going to be one of those things that you are gonna see every bump in the road every little hit here and there as he tries to transition from a very young college tackle to a potential starting left guard in the league and that that's a big transition so I'm I'm curious to see how, how that will happen and what the time frame looks like for, for that transition. Um, but I was like you. That, that was probably one of the biggest head scratchers uh, in, in this draft for me.
0: So we will get into further thoughts uh, Tori has about the Falcons 2021 draft class, talking about the day three selections, as well as the probably the big question hanging over this draft class is how are they going to get all these guys signed? So we will continue that conversation here with Tori McElhaney of The Athletic. But before we get there, guys, I do want to plug the daily draft-related podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Of course, you can check out Locked On NFL Draft as well as the Draft Dudes podcast where you can get those guys on Locked On NFL Draft, Trevor and Ben, as well as the Draft Dudes, Joe and Kyle's thoughts on all things related to this past week's draft moves, who won the draft, who lost the draft, who were the surprises, who were the the locks, whatever the opposite of surprises are. Um, And you can find both the Locked On NFL Draft podcast as well as the Draft News podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So as we move forward in today's episode and talk about the parts that the Falcons added in day three, I can't help but think about how expensive it can be to buy parts for your car, just like buying parts for your football team. And the best place to get all the parts you need for your vehicle is by going to rockauto.com. They have everything from engine parts, motor oil, new carpet, brake parts, tail lamps. Everything you need is just a click away and you can get it delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique. Easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle. Choose by brand specification and the price that you prefer. And those prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. The same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. So we've talked about the first three round picks and I'll just give you the floor and you can talk about any of the day three selections or even the undrafted free agents that the Falcons announced earlier Monday afternoon, as we're recording this, uh, that sort of stands out in your eyes.
1: Yeah. So I, I think the biggest thing that stood out in my eyes, just about draft strategy was the fact that the Falcons didn't pick up a running back. I was going into this draft thinking, they're going to get a running back. I, I know uh, Mike Davis, they they got him. He has two years with them and, and that's great. And that's exciting. I think Mike Davis was a really great free agency pickup for the Falcons. I think he's going to do good things, but I, I was sitting here thinking, Oh, well they need a, they need a young guy. They need the guy that's going to, you know, play behind Mike Davis for a year or two, and then eventually take over. And that didn't happen. It ended up taking uh, Javian Hawkins uh, as an undrafted free agent, which I did think from Louisville, which I did think was was a nice pickup. Um, but I was fully thinking that it was going to be in the third, fourth round that we were going to see the Falcons pick up a running back. But that didn't happen. They picked up Darren Hall, who's a cornerback. They picked up Drew Dahlman, who is a center. And I, I just think when you look down the line and, and you see how the Falcons picked up you know, two guys for the secondary, two guys on defensive line, two guys in uh, on offensive line, it just really to me shows where they were putting majority of the need and the fact that they really didn't – and maybe it's almost like a confidence boost for Mike Davis that they really didn't think that they needed to to draft somebody at running back. I think that's, that's good if you're Mike Davis, but it, it was – interesting to see the draft strategy play out where it was a lot of uh emphasis put in the trenches and and I tweeted this the other day or I I tweeted this I think it was either today or yesterday but I said I was like the more I'm thinking about this draft the more I think that Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith did exactly what they said they were going to do Terry Fontenot said he was going to take best player available and that's what he liked to do and he gets Kyle Pitts and then Arthur Smith said, you know, in a perfect world you have depth on the both lines of scrimmage and they get two offensive linemen and two defensive linemen. So, um in, in just overall look at of it that's where I found the most interest and then of course grabbing Felipe Franks as an undrafted free agent I thought was interesting. Um I I'm curious to see what that means for this I mean this quarterback room because I think it just shows that okay like Matt Ryan's still the guy, and we push kind of his the the idea of what you do post Matt Ryan, you push it another year, you push that conversation down the line, so um a lot of different things at play here,
0: yeah, absolutely. I was with you at the running back i it was a foregone conclusion that they were at some point they were going to take a running back. It was just a matter of when, and then for them to not do that is certainly interesting, and I, yeah. I think certainly feeds into the narrative of of best player available. Because it allows them to say, look, we had a need at this position and we did not take a player there. And that's true that we we take the best player available. So we'll see how it plays out. But, you know, that's interesting that you sort of bring it up that way because it does seem like there's still maybe some more moves that the Falcons could make. And one of those moves or many of those moves is going to be how they free up cap space in order to get their draft class signed. I thought it was also notable that they signed 20 undrafted free agents, which doesn't get them to the full 90 man limit of their roster. So it probably means that more moves are coming. Maybe that means more tryout players are added in under after free agents, or maybe they get more veteran players, but a lot of that depends on how much money they have to spend uh, between now and when they get these rookie sign and, and training camp opens up. So, I'll ask you the question of what do you think is the plan going forward? If you were to, I, I've been just guessing at what they're going to do, <laughs> but uh, maybe, maybe you have a little bit more of an educated guess on what the team is going to do in order to create that cap space to sign the rookies.
1: Oh man, that's the biggest question right now. And it, it was honestly the biggest question going into the draft. And I, it was really great because I can't remember who asked this question to Terry Fontenot. Um, it, before the draft when we were talking to him I know I asked him about salary cap and he was like we understand the situation that we're in we know that we don't have money <laughs> and and someone asked like does this affect what you do in the draft like that was a huge question going into it and he said and I thought this was very interesting he said that it didn't affect what they were going to do going into the draft they were going to do they were going to go through the draft as if everything was fine and then but it, it it's really interesting because he said what it will affect what the salary cap will affect is what we do kind of in the summer which is you know potentially picking up other free agents what they can do with trades i mean that's really significant when we're talking about the idea of where they can get money and what what money's being moved around. I still don't know why Grady Jarrett's contract hasn't been touched. I I have said this since February, I think, like the beginning of February, when we really started talking about, okay, what's gonna happen in free agency? How can the Falcons, you know, come up with more money and so on and so forth. I still don't understand why it hasn't been restructured, why it hasn't been extended Um, that's a big question that I have and you know maybe it's just they're just trying to go back and forth trying to get the best deal I mean maybe it could be that but we don't know right now and then there's of course the conversation about Julio Jones and that's a big one and I think that's something that we're going to continually talk about over the next month because I mean if you do trade him post June 1st kind of makes a difference and it is something to consider but Falcons have got to make up some money somewhere because they don't have the money to sign this draft class. And that's a, that's a big deal. Like you, you've got to have the money to sign the, these guys that you just drafted. And so I, I think before the draft, it was like, okay, it, it, it's really necessary to start thinking about this stuff, talking about this stuff. But now that the draft is over and you have a list of guys that you've got to sign, it's like, all right, like that. Y'all got to get some moves going. Like y'all got to do something. And, Those are some of the things that are just all jumbled up in my head about it. But at the end of the day, it's like they're not in a great situation. It's not fun to look at this and to see that the Falcons don't have money and they can't do things and they need to fill a roster and all this kind of stuff. So we will see. I know that's not probably an educated guess because I feel like we're all just guessing at this point how the Falcons can get some more money. But that's just all the different thoughts that I have in my head.
0: I am looking forward to the day, and I don't know when that day is going to be. Maybe it's week one Sunday uh, going into the season. But the day we look back and we say, okay, everything got figured out. Everything worked <laughs> out in their favor. We, we're not guessing what they're going to do. We're not guessing who they're going to draft. It, it all came together in one fell swoop, and now it just boils down to them having to play football and winning football games. And I don't know when that day is going to happen, if we're <laughs> going to get that day you know, in June and July or August or whatever the case may be. But I I definitely am looking forward to that day where we're not sitting here being like, okay, what's, what's the plan? What are their goals? What are they trying to do? Uh, that's
1: I, it, it'll be the best day when that's like no longer the case. And I can just be like, all right, so let, let me talk to Dean Pease about what he's thinking about like the upcoming offensive opponent. Like yeah. that's the day we get to that is the day that I will feel so much better because I feel like ever since uh, even like the season wrapped up and we went straight into a coaching search and straight into a GM search. It's just all this like hearsay, all this theor- theorizing. And it, it's just like, all right, let's get some like, step-by-step like the Falcons are gonna play X team and here's what's gonna happen because I am I am tired the Falcons are wearing me out I know that's for sure (laughs)
0: I know that feeling. I know that feeling. Uh, Tori, I appreciate you coming on and chatting with me today about this Falcons draft class. I look forward to future conversations because obviously, as we just discussed, (laughs) there's still a lot to unpack uh, before we even get close to the season kicking off. But let the listeners know where they can find your stuff and what you have upcoming for them over at The Athletic.
1: Yeah, so everybody can find me at at Tori underscore McElhaney on Twitter Um, And then, of course, the athletics page. We have so much content that's gone up over the last four or five days. Um, We have more coming this week. I know I'm going to be taking a look at these undrafted free agents, taking a look at this draft class, just moving the story right along. Because like what you said, there's a lot that we still have to unpack here. And so... Um, all of that will kind of be over the next couple of weeks that I'll take a look at that. And then I'm going to take some much needed time off eventually <laughs> and then get right back to it. And, and we'll see what happens post June 1st, because I, I do feel like there are going to be some, some, a lot of things to talk about. So make sure everybody's following along.
0: Yeah. I, I could imagine a situation where you're relaxing on a beach somewhere and then You know, you get a (laughs) notification on your phone. Julio's just been traded and like, oh God, I got to go. Like, (laughs) all right.
1: So much for vacation. I'll see you guys later.
0: (laughs) Uh, So um, I I hope you get that opportunity to sit down and relax, uh, you know, at some point. But I don't know if the Falcons are going to give you that opportunity. So we'll see. No,
1: Yeah. Knowing the Falcons, it'll be the worst time possible. (laughs) I know that for sure.
0: (laughs) All right, Tori. I really do appreciate you coming on and look forward to our future conversations.
1: Absolutely. Thanks so much.
0: All right, guys, Tori McElhaney of The Athletic giving her thoughts on what is going on with the Falcons now that the draft is over. But speaking of the draft being over, guys, got to check out the Locked On Today podcast. Who won the draft? Who lost the draft? That's the question of the day. So get all the sports news that you need, including that insight on the 2021 NFL Draft from host Peter Bukowski on the Locked On Today podcast. Follow Locked On Today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So guys, uh, we will probably be back tomorrow with a Q&A. And right now I'm, I'm feeling maybe we'll talk a little bit about maybe your roster projection, looking ahead to the future of this team and whatnot. In addition to answering whatever listener questions that you guys submit, and of course, if you are... Eager to submit those questions, you can do so via Twitter at Lockdown Falcons, via Facebook at Lockdown Falcons, and of course, you can send an email to Lockdown Falcons at mail.com. Uh, so, there you guys have it. Appreciate it. Till then.